I had worked on this message a number of weeks ago, felt God led me away from it. So I brought to you what I brought to you over the past number of weeks. And then he said, okay, now's the time. So, okay, I'm, I'm doing it now. So, you know, I've, 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 it's one of those messages where you put it together, you X out a bunch of stuff, then you add in some more stuff, then you X out some more stuff and put in some more stuff. So all I'm trying to tell you is we could be here for seriously two or three hours, okay? You need to be sitting in the back, young man. Oh, anyway, I want to share with you a scripture that I gave to you back in uh, August, September. It's from Ephesians chapter 15 or chapter 5, verse 15. And as we walk through this, there's a certain passage of it that I want to share with you, focus in on, and that's the reason for the topic, giving thanks. It says, therefore, be careful how you walk. Be careful how you walk. Now, in the Greek, it means to walk around, sort of like you're meandering. Uh, guys, you know, it's sort of like, I shouldn't say that. But, you know, like when you go shopping with your wife, okay, we'll just drop it right there, okay? What it's saying is it, it, it doesn't mean that you have a big focus about where you're going. You're just wandering through life. You're, you're doing this and you're doing that, and, and it just it's just wandering around. So what Paul's saying here is in your everyday, most normal life, he says, be careful how you walk. Watch it. Because it's, it's a dangerous world, and, 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 and there's things that are out there. And then he goes on to say, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Now again, and we've spent some time on this, and that is that the will of the Lord is not whether you go to Bolivia or, or Africa as a missionary or whether you get that job or, or this job. The will of the Lord is the way you live in the middle of this world. You might be in Bolivia, you might be in, in Africa, or you might get this job or you might get that job over there, but how do you live there? That's the what kind of a person are you when you are, well, are you there in that place? That's, friend, the will of the Lord. He's saying, understand what the will of the Lord is. And then he goes on to say this, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father. Spiritual songs. In other words, songs that the Holy Spirit gives. And, and that's with your heart. It's, it's like a dance. You ever just get into worship and, and just start moving with it? You know what I'm saying? Some of you about as stiff as the day is long, but I'm going to tell you something. You get overwhelmed by the Spirit, you dance. Unfortunately, my neighbors have seen that. It's not pretty. 
And when I see that they're seeing, they just go, uh, I don't know if earbuds are the devil or not, but they can cause a lot of problems, if you know what I mean. It's like cranking up the radio in the car, you know, and you're singing along with the worship. You're singing along with the praise. You're getting into it, you know. <laughs> There's joy in the house of the Lord. You know, you're just going for it, and, and it's like a dance. Okay, I'm going to leave all that I've just said from those other verses right there. I'm giving you this passage again to sort of give you the gist of, of where Paul's at, but here's what's inside of me. It's that phrase, always, 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 always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord, or I should say, in the name of our Lord, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to God the Father. Now, now let me just start out by simply saying this, that is, in many ways, that text has been misunderstood throughout the Western world. The words that are used there, okay, we translate them in terms of our Western way of speaking. So if you go to the Middle East, you go into the language of the Bible, and it's not that at all, this, this, this word here. It's this word that is the very center, though, of what this text is all about. It's called giving thanks. So it says always, for all things, giving thanks. See, when we say giving thanks, it's really kind of being polite. And, and you were taught that when you were, let's say, knee-high to a grasshopper. Aunt, Aunt Susie, remember Aunt Susie? She stinks ten bucks in a birthday card, and you were taught, send her a thank you. Doing the polite thing and saying thank you. And, and if the gift, obviously, is given in person, then you have to gauge how many thank yous you give for the gift because it, you know, how, how many thank yous is it worth? And, and we were raised like that, to be in that sense. And so when we come to this, and it's seasoned throughout the entire Bible, give thanks to the Lord and thank the Lord. And, and, and See, we assume that it's sort of a, it, it's sort of a, a, an a, a eternal Christmas time. And we're always saying, thank you, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord, oh, thank you. But that's not what it means. See, that's my point. If you have a need to say thank you for a gift, there's another word in Hebrew for that. This word is never used to describe thank you for the gift you gave me. It's because it's not about that. It's not saying, oh, God gave us the birds. <laughs> twitter, twitter, twitter. Or, or that he's blessed us, you know, that the stars are shining out there, not in northeast Ohio, but every once in a while they shine out there. Thank you, God, so that he blessed me last week with an just an incredible, in an incredible way. Thank you for that, Lord. Look, there is another word for that which is more akin to bless the Lord, O my soul. 
we, we might have several words there, but it's a word that says, bless the Lord, O my soul. Now, I'm saying this rather, and some of these things are going to be tight together on your notes, so I hope you forgive me. But you have a word which, I mean, here you have a word that is, it means that you are exalting. You are magnifying the giver. So understand me when I say it's not what they gave. It's not on this one special occasion and saying thank you for this. It is that I am standing back and I am looking at the character of the giver. And I'm saying essentially, whoa, what a giver you are. Oh, man. Phenomenal. Oh. Who you are. It's, it's not thank you for, de, for, for, for delivering me last week. It's rather what a generous God you are. What, what, what grace you are in, in that your grace has extended throughout the worst times in my life. Hello? And, and, and therefore, what we end up doing is we shout into the future that, that God, you are so full of grace. You are so loved. You are so good. You are. You are. You are. Please hear this. I, I'm giving thanks. I'm exalting the person. I'm giving thanks, so I'm exalting the person. Do, do you see the difference? I'm not thanking him for something. I'm exalting the person. When I give thanks, I exalt him. It's not that there was this one thing that, that, that happened and, oh, man, thank you for that. No. It is standing back. That little thing he did then was open the window. But it's to see God as I've never seen him quite before. When was the last time that was a reality in your life? That he opened the window to see him as I've never quite seen him before. That he is bigger than I thought. Oh, yes, he is. That his goodness extends beyond where I thought it would. Come on, somebody. I mean, he is just, I mean, you really are. God, you are, you really are some giver. Look at you. And that's really, honestly, the meaning of this word. But a secondary meaning that fits into it, and, and, and when you read the Psalms, you really should hold this in mind, where it says, thank you, Lord. The Hebrew word there is the word yada. And it means what I've just said, but it also means doing that by means of confession. Now, I, I, I want you to grab this. It means what I've said, but it also means doing this by means of confession. Yada. Say that word with me. Yada. And I'm not asking you to take my word for it. Look this thing up, okay? Just don't take my... You're going to see that it means confession. Now... 
The word confession throughout the Bible language means to say the same thing as. Okay, I, w- I want to put together the bones here because of what we're talking about when we say thank you. And when we say thank you, we're not thanking him for something. We're thanking the person. We're realizing the person. Something opens up. Something revelational. Something experiential about him. Now, again, coming back to this thank you, in the Hebrew there is is the word yada. It means doing that by means of confession. And confession is to say the same thing as. See, our problem is we think of confession as something negative, right? I'm going to confess my sins. We tell our kids what? Fess up and tell us the truth. We know it's not going to work, but we still tell them. The Bible, when it says confess, it means let us say it together with. Let us say it together with. And your first together with is with God himself. So here it is. You are going to say of God what God says about himself. That's confession. You are going to say of God what God says about himself. Look, I call it a huge leap into the arms of God here. Because if you want to know the truth, religion never talks about God as he really is. We talk about God as far as what we've got to earn, what we've got to do right, what we've got to discipline, what we've got to correct in behavior. All these things as far as about what we have to do in order to intrigue him, to impress him, to delight him, do whatever you want. But the truth of the matter is, it's not about what we do, it's about what he's done. And, and to come to a realization of who he is, it changes me. Because I see things like I haven't seen things before. Oh, thank you. Because of who he is. Look, the, the, the God who has revealed himself in the person of the Lord Jesus. He is the final word of God. Amen? And so I take him, I take his final word about himself, and I learned it. I learned it. We, we, we always just say thank you, that's it. But in the Bible, thank you, I'm not talking about things, I'm talking about the person. Thank you always means for the wisdom, the glory of God's person that I am in process of discovering. Thank you means I'm seeing more. I'm being, there's, there's being a revealing more. There's a revelation more. I, I, I'm understanding more. There's a, whoa. Together. Saying together then, confession, in fact, I say it together with myself. Let me explain this to you, because David was really good at this. Remember Psalm 103? Could have eaten those Wheaties this morning, huh? 
You remember Psalm 103 when he said that other word, bless the Lord, O my soul, right? Many of his psalms where it says, give thanks to God. Who's he talking to? Himself. Hello. So he orders himself to look at himself through God's eyes and thus to give glory to God. Okay, chew on that for just a minute. Because you really need to get that. Because he's ordering himself through God's eyes and thus to give glory to God. He's ordering himself to look at him. Look at, look at me. Look at, look at me through, through God's eyes. I'm looking at me through that to give glory to him. The first meaning of the word glory is opinion. And the glory of God is his opinion of you. I, I suggest to all Please write that out and put it on the refrigerator. Why? Because that's the place you go to the most in your home. So it should be the place that you remind yourself the most. It is that meaning of the word glory is opinion, and the glory of his opinion is you. There's no other God that's uh, been invented by human beings that thinks about you as God revealed in Jesus thinks about you. That's his glory. That's the wonder. That's the radiance, if you will, of God. That, that he, in his opinion of us, that he puts on us his love and goodness. And he says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll never relax my hold on you. It's God's opinion. And understand that defines my identity. That's God's opinion. And that defines my identity. I don't know who I am until I see myself in God's opinion of me. Hello? That, that, look, maybe you've never really stopped to think about this, but I'm trying to shout this out, that your God is so much bigger than you've ever imagined him to be and thinks more about you than you could ever expect anyone to think about you. And to see him in definition is to say thank you the character and nature and who he is not for what he's done because most people are just looking for god to do something and as a result oh thank you god oh thank you god and what do we want to do we want to continue to get something from god you know what that tells me you don't trust him you remember psalm 103 you go back down i think it's in verse 7 where his ways he made known to moses his acts to the children of Israel. So there's a difference here. In other words, the children of Israel only knew God through what God did, his acts. And so they were continually unable to trust him because 
They didn't know why he did what he did, and they didn't know if he would do it again. So they're out there in the middle of nowhere and grumbling and complaining about not having this and that and just wanting to go back to what they knew was bondage. But his ways, he made known unto Moses. Oh, man, give me an hour and a half on this, right? But I'm trying to make a point here. I'll say this again. His opinion of us is that he puts his love, his goodness, and says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you because it's his opinion that defines my eternity. I don't know where I am. I can only see myself in his opinion of me. Therefore, Therefore, it's there because of everything else I just said. Therefore, to give thanks to God, not for things, but to a person, you are declaring the greatness and goodness of God. Let me tell you, that's huge, because that will change you forever. When you see him, look, if God is like we say he is, can I mess you up this morning a little bit? You want to get in? Mm-hmm. Turn to your neighbor and tell him he's talking to you. You guys scared me, I'll tell you that now. Let me say this. If God is like we say he is, if God's the way he revealed himself in Jesus, then what on earth are we doing living as we do? That's not a negative. What I'm trying to say is that there are oceans of grace ready to be taken that we haven't taken. It's huge what he has to give us, to bestow upon us, to become to us, that we have not received, taken. It's it's like, oh, man, I can't imagine this. This This is where I get fleshly. But it's like walking out on Christmas Day, and there's like hundreds and hundreds of packages sitting under the tree and around the tree and up the tree. And I go up and I reach one, I get one, I say, oh, hallelujah, thank you all. This is so good, so good. And we leave the others alone. God's got so much more to show us, to bestow upon us, to become to us, to give thanks to God, to the person brings about a radical change in how I not only see God, but also how I see myself and how we then encourage others. I'll guarantee you, most of you don't encourage others because of the way you see yourself. And that's because you don't see yourself as God sees you and how you see God. You could, you could say that all of our hope and expectancy of life is bound up in this. It is what you say about God, what you say about the Father, what you say about the Holy Spirit that determines everything. Everything. What we, that is your hope of life. 
spread. Listen, if God is the way he is, then I can expect thus and thus of life, right? Makes sense? If God is the way he is, then I can expect. It says volumes. It's, it's what we know versus, you know, it's, it's a, many of us walk around, and the only thing we walk around on is information that's been given to us, so we've been influenced by what people have, sa- have said, what people have written in a book, what people have done, and it's not out of an experience with who he really is. Listen, I, I'm going to stop there because it's going to get real dangerous here. Everybody, everybody say, it looks like he needs to retire. If God is indeed my hope, it changes everything. See, you need to understand this, please. We all need to understand this. You, prayer is founded in this. You can't pray without giving thanks to God. Not really. Not really. People try to. Trust me, they they try to. I mean, let me ask you this. Why why do you pray? Can you really give me an answer to that? That's what we're supposed to do as Christians. Really? Okay. Why do you pray? And what is the extent of your prayer? In fact, how far are you going to go with this? Listen, I'll tell you straight up. It depends on who God is. If God is as good as he says he is, then that gives me tremendous leeway in prayer. this book says. You don't grab anything else. Grab this. He's as great as the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Come on, somebody. Come on. Let let that hit you between the eyes. He's as great. I mean, do you grab who? Why do you pray? Do we really see? Mm -hmm. Look, the greatness of God The goodness of God, that's the foundation of my prayer. Do you grab that? Listen. I'm going to put these out there. If they're not up on the screen, you need to write them on your notes. But I'm going to say them. Here's the point. Listen, number one, I will pray to the limit of who I think God is. there is one because if there isn't one what do you pray I'm not trying to condemn you I'm trying to raise your courage and I'm not talking about an act of kindness I'm talking about a state of kindness here's the problem 
I will pray to the limit of who I think God is. I will pray to the limit then of my thanks to God. And thanking God is the beginning of it. Not for something, but the person. So listen. Because out of that, then I become holy. And guess what? I become holy. I don't have any problem praying for anybody on anything. I don't have any problem coming before God and stating what I say. I don't have any problem in communing with Him as I walk along, as we sing along. You know what? Sometimes I sing my prayers. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. They're not for publication. You've heard of the Gregorian chants, right? Worse. <laughs> what I'm saying is, man, I will sing my heart out. Yes, I do make sure of where I'm at. But it erupts within me. I become bold to ask in the light of what I've just shared with you. Uh, understand me when I say because we live to the extent of how we see ourselves in the eyes of God. We live to the extent of how we see ourselves in the eyes of God. We live to the extent of how we see ourselves in God's eyes. We live to the extent of how we see ourselves in God's eyes. And a lot of people are walking around in guilt. Well, just guilt. They can't function. They can't move. Their life's been up and down a mess. They've tried to earn things back and try to look good in front of God and get God to accept or love or whatever you want to call it. Would you please see yourself to the extent of how God sees you and understand he's not any of those words that the enemy has been accusing and slandering you of. That is a falsehood straight from the pit of hell. You are not those things. You you are made in the image. Look, 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 look. God. I'm stumbling back. Am I? Do I still have two hours? (laughs) Yeah, one hour. Uh Oh, sure, Pastor Brown, don't come on until 4 o'clock anymore. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to watch the news again. It's going to be, it it had gotten pretty, never mind. That's not the message. I'll just say it this way. The way I see myself in the eyes of God is the way that will be the extent of my life. And... It will also be the extent of my praying. Do you hear that? To the extent that I see myself in the eyes of God is the way that will be the extent of the way I live. And it will also be the extent of how I pray. Do you understand what I say? God's got great things in store for you. 
There's this huge stockpile of, of, of graces that are around the tree, so to speak, that he's waiting to, that we have not taken. There's so much more that he wants to bestow and show in his goodness, his greatness, his love, his mercy, his peace, his assurance, his strength, his hope. There's much, much more. And I'm not trying to come up with certain words that I just simply exercise in Christianism, I'm, 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 I'm whatever language we're talking, and, and, and share with you all, yeah, we've heard, no, no, this is real. And this is who he is. And I give thanks for who he is. Oh, God, you saved me. Thank you, thank you. There's other words for that. But see him as he is. And see yourself as he sees you. This is confession. Are you getting any of this? I just I need to know because otherwise I'll just scrap what I was going to do next week and preach this all over again. What I'm saying is I will pray in accord with how I see the greatness of God. I will pray in accord with how I see the greatness of God. Give me a few more minutes. Let me say this. And I apologize ahead of time if I offend anybody, but sometimes it's the truth. But let's, let's say, let's just put it this way. Spiritual warfare has gotten a big, big word recently. Uh, to hear some people, and I've told myself, make sure you say this idea clearly. But to some people, what they call, let's call it spiritual warfare, is that they're fighting a very real enemy that is bigger than them and bigger than their God. Whereas, and Jesus would say, bless you, bless you. You okay, Mike? Mike wasn't the one that sneezed. Mike was the one that received the sneeze. See, Jennifer, you're more powerful than you think. Just, uh, I love the way God works sometimes. How about you? It's like we're fighting a very real enemy that is bigger than us and bigger than the problem. Now listen very carefully. Whereas we begin spiritual warfare by giving thanks to God, the person, that it's over. Well, that really impacted you, didn't it? We begin by announcing back to God, saying with, agreeing with, that he has already triumphed and he is already the master of this situation. And therefore, in the light of that, we address any of the darkness with the dismissal of, get out of here. Isn't that 
what's your spiritual gift? This is not about being too spiritual or obedient. This is resting in the fact that we are obedient. Giving thanks to God is to say, get your eyes off your own confusion. Get your eyes off of, you know, I I just don't know what's going on. I just don't. Well, of course you don't know what's going on. And giving thanks means I focus my entire attention upon the greatness of God, the goodness of God, the person of God, he who is already triumphed and is in this joint to me. I'm on the side of victory. He's already defeated. It's a done deal. Hello? And then to expect the goodness and greatness to be made manifest in this situation. And say the situation is going to go away. I'm saying, and it's not about it working out the way you think it should work out. It's about his goodness and his greatness being made manifest in this situation. Uh, look, if we don't, if we don't, then we enter into another world which is very, very sad. Hello? And as we give thanks to God, This is who he is, what he's done. And in so doing, we open ourselves up. You could say, honestly, at this point, that you are participating now in the faith of God. I live, yet not I. Christ liveth in me. The life I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Look, I'm going to tell you straight up, faith faith is not some dire secret. It's not a formula. I mean, how many books have been written of how to get faith, how to build faith, how to, you know, the truth is when it comes to faith, you don't even realize it's there. The day that I'm aware of faith, it's because I'm tripping over it. Faith is that I'm seeing God as God sees God. Chew on it. As he sees himself. Joined to me. I'm not aware of that, okay? I've moved into another part of the relationship. I'm seeing myself as God sees me. I don't really think much about it. It's because that's just the way it is. Then in a situation that's bigger than myself, when that happens, when I come into that kind of a situation that's bigger than me, then We are learning to see God as greater than the situation. And God is so infinitely good. And God is so infinitely infinite in all that we can imagine or even think. So listen. When we approach 
the enemy or the enemy approaches us, I want you to get this because I'm going to end on this this week. I approach the enemy as the defeated enemy. Oh, what a wonderful thought that is. Let's just pray together. Let me ask the church to be in real estate. And I'll give you one example, and I'll start with this next one. Jared, when you get here, you get a brand new one. Your phone. Kaboom. Kaboom. Fee, fi, fo, fum. I smell the blood of the Ravenna Assembly of God is among you. And you realize he had a, a shield there. His shield so big that another guy was carrying it around like this. That would have been me. He comes down and he has this huge eight-foot sword at his side. He has a spear that's know, 75 feet long. Doubt it. But anyways, it's big, okay? Here he is standing down there. Where did I put them stones? I'll explain more next week, but let me say this. Whose weapon am I employing? No, 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 no. Let's put this into logic. You're out there as a bystander. You're seeing this little kid with a sling, and you're looking at Goliath here covered in shield and brass and brawn and, and, and weapons and, and whatnot. And, and you look at the weapons he has and the hugeness and the force and the power, and you go, no sling shot. I don't care. I, I, I don't care what you think you have or don't have. You need to see you through the eyes of how God sees you. What you have as compared to what the enemy has looks overwhelming. Looks like defeat. Looks like... <laughs> David did not come down to see Goliath or have a discussion. He was not there for a peace treaty. He was there to at his watch, he ponders to himself. He thinks, man, I'm only one minute away from the scheduled
greatness of God is to be the foundation of my life. But if I don't see God as the foundation, I don't have a foundation. I might have an idea. I might have a mental assumption. I pray to the limit of who I think God is. And I know within that he's there. He's much more what I've learned to realize. I live to the extent of how I see myself in his eyes. And actually, that's reflected in the extent of my prayers. pray in accordance with how I see greatness. I pray in accordance with how I see greatness. And my prayer every day in my heart in my hands Lord, thank you for your word, for speaking in us. I'm just feeling a checking of the spirit right now. Heads are bowed. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Be ready. change everything.
speak to you about who I am and the hand that I reach towards you, the strength that is for you. This day, to understand you, to go beyond you, to love the way that you have loved me. Come before me today. There is more of me revealed to you than you could ever imagine that will change your life, will change how you walk, will change how you see, will change how you live. To say I love you is unfortunately diminished by what you understand in front of the children towards people that don't have a relationship with him in this way. And you have an interpretation which tells me that God's speaking to believers. But in accordance with his word, that there is something taking place by him and through him. And I'm here to declare to you this day that if you don't know that relationship with him, there's something going on inside of you, and I, I'm not going to take it a lot of time to explain it, but enough to say, he's there already pulling on you. It's called being convicted of the Holy Spirit, of unbelief, of what we've walked in, which is opposite of what he calls us to live in. In other words, we've lived according to our beliefs, our strengths, our way of thinking, but what happens when you say yes to him, you say yes to his heart towards us, his grace towards us. He's not calling you to do something. He's calling you to be something. To be in union with him. If you don't know him this morning, he's tempted to 
sinfulness of it is just to say you're right. I have sinned. And receive what he's done for you. And by doing so, believing upon him, his word tells us we shall be saved unless you become frightened by that word You have been sealed in Christ. In your life, you've been made whole in Christ. In your life. And notice it wasn't anything you did. So don't walk from this place thinking that you have to, the only way you'll remain in this life is by what you do. You receive his grace. Receive his love. Gosh, if you're here in this place this morning, and that's your heart, that's your confession, then I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer with me. Now, again, repeating a prayer doesn't doesn't change or save or save anybody. Just that you're trying to lead you from your heart to let this prayer be from your heart. And I'm asking the house to pray it with me. Pray it with me. Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me. Come into my life. I receive you this day. Forgive me of my condition called sin. And I pray, join yourself alive to me. Open my eyes. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Would you stand with me this morning? I'm going to walk up here. I know I know why they have things like platforms. That's for short people like me to stand up here. I, uh, I want to take time this morning and say to you, I have always, always believed in God. past 28 years plus has always, always been God. The reason is this morning more than anything I'm hoping you'll find a spot a place to get team is getting ready to minister in song as they do so. There's not going to be a long formal prayer. Now let me say this. You prayed that prayer just now. 
with us. I'm really asking that you come with the others who are joining with us here. We want to pray with you. We've got stuff we want to give to you. Why do we have stuff we want to give to you? many know we need each other. I need you. And this may really bother you, but you need me. We need each other. We bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. You know what the easiest thing in the world is? Walk right out of here. I am in him and who he is in me and as a result of that it changes everything I've come to give my God thanks in the name of his people the elect if they're saying I'm going to preach again let's find that place shall we